Welcome to the Cocktail Lovers Podcast. I'm Sandra. And I'm Gary. And together, we are the Cocktail Lovers. We're a married couple and we've been writing about cocktails for the past 12 years. But this is the place where we'll be talking about cocktails. We're going to be talking about products. We're going to be talking about books. And we're going to be talking about the bars that we love and we think that you'll love too. We'll also be checking in with some of the biggest names in the industry and asking them to share their top tips with us to help you up your mixing game at home. We like to think of ourselves as your new best friends cocktail wise so let's hear what's on the show this week it's our last episode of 2022 so what better time to look back at some of the highlights from the year including our favorite bars and launches and some of the people and industry events that have made a big impression on us in the past 12 months before we get on to that little lot we'd like to say a very special thank you to all of our guests and to you for listening whether you've been on the journey with us from season one or just pop by a big big thank you and stay tuned we've got plenty more of the good stuff coming your way in 2023 but first we are the cocktail lovers so let's make ourselves a cocktail Okay, so the end of the year is approaching, and indeed, New Year's Eve is approaching. Indeed it is, yes. So I think with that in mind, obviously we should have a little celebratory drink. Do you not agree? I absolutely do. It's been a great year for lots of different reasons, and it's always nice to round up a wonderful year with some fizz. I couldn't agree more. You said a mouthful there. So um, also, I was going to say, did you know that it is National Champagne Day? But I know you did because you told me. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I did. So um, as we said, good day to celebrate with some fizz. Yeah, National Champagne Day in the US. But I think we can all share in that. Mm. Not to be confused, of course, with Global Champagne Day, as everybody <laughs> knows, is in October. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, these days. But you know what? I mean, it is a great way for us to to link in some things, actually. But there's a day for everything, folks. So, um, But what better day than National Champagne Day? <laughs> so, so we are going to have some fizz. Now, last year, I was going to say, oh, why don't we do a champagne cocktail? And then I think you said, didn't we do that last year? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, of course so, we would have. Yeah, yeah, it's no surprise there. So, mm. so I've been ferreting around for a little, I wanted to stay in that area, but ferreting around for a little variation on a champagne cocktail. So I'm going to do something called a Chicago. All right, okay. I've and not heard of that. No, I hadn't. I'm indebted to Simon Difford for this suggestion. And what it is, it introduces a little bit of triple sec into the mix, mm -hmm. which I think will play nicely with the cognac mm. and also triple sec orange a bit of a festive yeah it is it. yes yeah. good so that's what i'm going to do here comes your chicago and now champagne cocktails quite often champ served in champagne flutes mm. but we i think we prefer a sort of 
champagne coupe, the old-fashioned, if yes, you like. Yes, Because it kind of feels more elegant. In fact, we actually, in the current issue of the Cocktail Lovers magazine, we've actually done a champagne cocktail, and we served ours in there in the photo shoot. In, in yeah, it does coupe. remind me of old-fashioned films, you know, yeah. having those lovely champagne saucers and, and things. But, yeah, there is something very romantic and very cool, I think, about Ooh, them. I don't elegant. know when flutes came into play no. and why. I think it is about getting the bubble to float to the top yeah, rather than sitting on the surface. Yeah. But, yeah, there's something. I think, you know, you can, as we always say, do it your way. But yeah. there is something lovely and celebratory about champagne served in a coupe or a saucer, as we say. And that's what we're doing. And they've been chilling in the freezer, which so they're nice and ice cold. I've just got them out. I'm dropping into each one a sugar cube, a brown sugar cube, I should mm. emphasize, because I think that makes a big difference. Right, the, yes. The brown sugar. So I've got those in there. I'm going to let's put a couple of little dashes of Angostura onto those. And those are the original aromatic bitters, not the orange bitters. Yes, good mm-hmm. good point. These are the, the original original aromatic bitters as you say and they do add something very special it has got that lovely spice and all of those what you think of as christmasy flavors really aren't they yeah you're right it kind of evokes all of that sort of pudding and cake Mm. which we've been enjoying over the last few days far too much (laughs) (laughs) homemade (laughs) i hadn't hastened uh so next i'm going in with my cognac and importantly in the same way the glasses is chilled as well as the, the fears, you might have wondered why in the last few hours I've been going backwards and forwards to the freezer. I've been putting in little bottles mm-hmm. and I decanted in some Cointreau and uh, Tupoltec and I decanted in some cognac. So this would be chilled as well. So, yeah, as I say, the cognac, use a good cognac, you know, not, not your, your super expensive one, but use a good one. I got 15 mil going into each glass, 15 mil of cognac. And then the triple sec, I'm using Contro, so that's also been chilling in the freezer. So I'm going in with, oops, just measure that out, 15 mil of that as well. And it's all about keeping it cold. So actually, do you want to open the champagne? You're good at that. Well, um, Thank you. Yeah. I don't know why I say that. You, you do, it seems you very competent in your hands opening champagne. And you'll be doing what? While I'll just be this? looking and smiling. Yeah. But yeah, yes, you can use champagne. Or in this case, we're using Cremant. You yeah. know, just use a good sparkly one. Don't use Prosecco. Not because Prosecco is not good, but it's sweet and it will It would have been good if you passed me a too, towel. Thank here you. Here it is. Yeah, it might be a bit too sweet. So go with a good sparkling one. We're using Cremant. Woohoo. There it goes. Thank you very much. And then I'm just going to top up my glasses. This is about 90, 100 mil, but really it's just about topping it up, isn't it? Not overdoing it. That looks good. And then last of all, just want to do a little bit of, you can do orange or lemon if you fancy that. So I've got an orange peel here. I'm just going to squeeze some of the oils over the top. I'm not going to drop it in because you don't, this isn't for a garnish for, aesthetic reasons this is much just more for the regard. oils for the oil which we're going oh that looks nice doesn't it, it if i do say so i'll pass that over it does to look you. lovely in the in the coop i think yeah beautiful so there we are chicago happy new year happy new year folks and happy champagne day
So as we said at the beginning, we're just doing a little roundup, really. This is a little thing of what we've enjoyed this year. We may have missed out a couple. We should say that in advance because there's been so many great things that have happened this year and it's been so lovely. Nothing's been closed down, really. I know that some parts of the world have still been a little bit you know, not welcoming people in or not being able to have people in. But for the most part, we've been able to get around like we did back in the day. And and hasn't it been a good feeling? It's been amazing. And it's been lovely seeing so many faces and seeing people so happy and excited to be traveling and seeing people again, because this is where the magic happens, where the connections happen and, you know, all sorts of collaborations come into play. So So, with that in mind, it's been, as you say, a, a nice year, an enjoyable year. I mean, from our point of view, we've done a lot of these podcasts now haven't mm. we? i think we we started the year finishing season two so yeah. we've done season three and we're just coming up to the end of season yeah four. it's been this fantastic the penultimate show yes so where shall we start then with shall our we... looking back at 22 it's like going on a magic carpet ride over mm. 2022 so bars let's yeah let's go old and new so from my point of view um, and these are in no order these are no countdown or anything i'm just plucking ones out there so i really liked amaro that we went to. oh yes i forgot about amaro i'm glad that you brought that up over sort of kensington way Mm. and i remember what i liked but i think this was quite near the beginning of the year we went there and it's kind of got all that five star glamour yeah uh, but they've brought a nice neighborhood feel to a neighborhood bar Mm. and uh, the drinks and the food was fantastic yeah yeah that's really good we loved that one one of the ones that i will start with is um i think it's called swan's bar in maison azaline yes yeah. yeah so that was lovely because it's very very different because it's actually in a bookstore it all be a very glamorous and super sexy bookstore it really is, but it's yeah. a really lovely addition to the store having it there really great cocktails and I can't recommend that highly enough. So that's no, Swans at Maison Azaline. Definitely. I also liked Lobeck, which is in the sort of city. Oh, my God. So it, was that this year? It was. So That's the thing we were talking about yeah. earlier, weren't we, about what's this year, what yeah. was last year. But I can assure you Lobeck was this year. So that was another offering from the brilliant Hawksmoor group. Mm. And do you remember when we went there? It's sort of in that sort of city where there's canals and things. And it feels like you're on Canary a boat. Canary Wharf. Yeah, yeah. And you're kind of, <laughs> and that you're, city. Uh, that city on the water in my fantasy world. Uh, but you kind of go over like, it's not a gangplank. Well, it's, it's a kind of. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, so you do feel like you are going aboard. And yeah. that was, again, great. They had some brilliant really, martinis. Really great great cocktails i know that they've done a new cocktail list but which we have to go and check out but blimey i forgot about that one as well that's crazy right um i've picked out sterling and schofield's bar in in manchester oh yeah they didn't open yeah Yeah. they didn't open this year so some of these may not have opened this year but these are things that we've visited this year and it was really great to get to manchester because i mean we go 
all over the world, and we don't really do that much around the UK. Well, we used to a few years yeah. ago, but then obviously lockdown stopped us. Yeah, we're just even different. Sometimes UK, it's just yeah. as bloody expensive yeah. to get around the UK. But anyway, it was so lovely to finally get down to Manchester to see what Joe and Dan Schofield have been up to, and those guys are doing some incredible stuff, and um, which we'll talk about a little bit later because we're highlighting some people as well and I wanted to give them a shout out Mm -hmm. but those two bars were really impressive great drinks very different in look and feel but actually unified in the great service and the fact that it's run by those two brothers so that's my pick Mm -hmm. and what else seed library Mm. seed library uh another offering from mr lion yes Great, great one. We like that for lots of different reasons, Yeah, I think looking back, one of the reasons, one of the many reasons we liked it, it's kind of classic cocktails, but with very clever creative twists. And also the environment, it felt like, I remember we said at the same, it felt like you were in a really cool apartment, Mm. you know, the apartment. You wouldn't mind living in lots of vinyl. Yeah, very sort of 70s, retro sort of feel. Yeah, very elegant, very grown up. Felt kind of sexy, didn't Mm. it? And Mm -hmm. as I say, the drinks there, I really love the drinks there. Okay, so my other pick is Line in Athens, um, which we finally got to just a couple of months ago. Really, really impressive, really brilliant things that um, Nikos and Vasilis are doing there. Really, it's just, it's very cool. It doesn't feel overly pretentious or it doesn't feel overly geeky once you're sitting in there, but there's so much creativity going on. Yeah, it's a really great bar. And if you're in Athens, you definitely, definitely have to visit that one. And uh, as we're overseas at the moment, I'll pick out one from overseas, which was, we were lucky enough to go to New Orleans for Mm -hmm. Tales of the Cocktail and Spirited Awards uh, back in July. And we also went to the chandelier bar at yes. the four seasons hotel yeah really lovely. which called the chandelier bar because it has an absolutely awesome jaw dropping chandelier and the thing i loved about the drinks there we loved about the drinks was they took a really clever decision just to sort of take a lot of the great cocktails and mixed drinks that have been invented in mm, and there are in New Orleans, a few and of which there yes. are many and they've just they've just made great versions of mm. them they've not sort of said oh we're going to twist that in this direction and that direction they've just done really yeah. first rate versions pe- pe- of classics paying homage to yeah. the great um, cocktail city that it is um i'm still staying overseas oh, um with this one and it's himcock which Again, that's been open for a long time, Himcock in Oslo. But this year was the first time that I'd actually been there. And I'm so ashamed that we haven't been there in this whole time. But it's such an amazing bar. And it's actually where a lot of bars, some of the cleverest bars around the world, have got ideas from, you know, the cocktails on tap. There's all sorts of wonderful things. They're making their own spirits and and things in there. Huge space, huge amount of creativity and such a great bar that if you are traveling to Oslo, you definitely, definitely must check that out. And I expect that to really jump up a lot of places in the world's 50 best bars okay. list next yeah. year. You yeah. heard it here first. I I'm writing it down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and uh, just coming back to London briefly, um, Common Decency. Yes, I've got that which, one on my list. Uh, which we, I know we've talked about, but um, at Nomad London, Nomad Hotel London, they were already spoiling us with um, Side Hustle. 
and the atrium bar but now this is a another bar but what they've done is again a third bar very different mm. vibe but again incredibly good drink yeah i love it there really yeah. really nice and, and we really like the vibe there we've been back a couple of times most recently in the run-up to christmas mm. and you kind of go down it's got its own entrance you go down into a sort of basement area and it feels like a little bit like hey i've I'm in on a secret here. Yeah, you know. check out our review. I think it was in the last episode. We yes, did. Yes, yes, it was. yes. Yep. So that's good. And then also in London, we've got Velvet, which is one yeah. of my new favourites, which is at the Corinthia Hotel. And it's headed up by Salvatore yeah. Calabresi, but they've got um, a really ace team with Christian Salenzi and also Christian Maspas. Yep. And a really great team, brilliant place to, to go for live music, but also just to feel super special. It's so lovely it's very glamorous it's it's do dress up yeah you don't have to but i think you get more out of it yeah you get definitely get more out of it it's such a great bar you definitely definitely have to visit that in in london so that's velvet and it's at the corinthia hotel yeah so i I could just go on and on but i think that's uh have you got some more i've just got one more i just to give a little shout out to the new look beaufort bar because i think that they've done some lovely things there and they've you know they've played around with the menu a bit they haven't messed around with the formula too much it's just sort of smartened up the room a little bit not smartened up because it is very smart but just giving it some some clever adjustments i would say yeah and they have some really good cocktails and the lovely caviar bump that they have there which is definitely caviar you say indeed definitely worth a a try out so that's the beaufort bar at the savoy hotel and i think it's worth saying as well there that you know you're going to the savoy Yes, go to the American bar, which is brilliant. But, you know, there, why not have one drink in either? Yes, you know, in both. Both, yes, yeah. In exactly. either, but in both, as you know what I mean. So, yeah, that's we could go on and on, but that's just a few, Those are a, a handful of, a of, of our bars. And now for a cocktail hack from one of our experts. Hi, I'm Leo Robichek, and I'm the Vice President of Food and Beverage for Sedell, uh, and I run all of the bar programs at The Nomad. Uh, and my favorite cocktail hack is what I call a split base. So for any sour, uh, take your favorite ingredient that you're going to use, be it bourbon or rum or gin, uh, and instead of using the full pour, cut that pour in half, and then substitute it out with either a fino sherry and a Montiato sherry, or you can even do a vermouth. Um... Depending on the recipe with the sherries, I usually add a little bit less citrus. With the vermouth, I add a little bit less uh, sugar. Um, but shake that up. It does a few things. It creates um, a more interesting cocktail that you're going to see. Uh, something that all of your friends will be wowed because they're like, oh, wow, this is this is totally different. Um, it makes it more complex and fun. But also it saves you a lot of money because a bottle of really good gin costs you, you know, in the mid-30s. Uh, where a bottle of sherry costs you about, you know, anywhere between 10 to 15 quid. Um, So yeah, split base those recipes, make a better drink and save some money. One of the many things I really enjoy about doing this podcast is sort of the talking about the products yeah and there have been some amazing ones coming our way this year Mm. so what have stood out for you god where to start one of the things i really enjoyed was the diversity of where 
drinks categories come from. Mm. You know, it's really, we've talked about this, it's sort of turned everything on its head about whiskey comes from certain places yes. or rum comes from certain places. But let's let's start with whiskey because a couple of things that really stood out for me was I really enjoyed trying the Oxford whiskey. Right. Red, red Right, right yeah. <laughs> which I, I love the name anyway, but mm. you know, beyond the name, it was a really fantastic whiskey. Mm. Whiskey from Oxford in England, yeah, they're, they're doing a really good job over there. I think I like that. Well, should we stay with whiskey? Yeah, well, and yeah, this is in Scotland, but actually, the woven whiskey, I really yeah, love I was going that. to talk about that. Yeah, I remember you pulled that out particularly. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, I love the design of it. So it's one of those things that is a very sort of simplified packaging, but very beautiful. It's very designery, you know, sort of El Deco. If El Deco were to do packaging, it would look like this really gorgeous um, bottles. But more importantly, the products are great. So it's the just, idea is really yeah, great. So isn't they're it? they're blending whiskies, but they're making them to evoke particular moods. And I think that's probably the way that things are going to go, rather than age statements or rather than you know describing them in different ways. I think it's a lovely way to sort of put things together in a way of a mood. I think yeah, that people yeah. will be drawn to that more. So that's a really good well, way. Well, that's the thing is that I think more and more over the recent years we've talked about experiences yeah this is a part that you know it can be a big experience at an event or it can be an intimate experience at home and mm. i think these lend themselves to the yeah the latter. it's really really good we love that yeah any other whiskey um yeah the other whiskey that i really enjoyed was nixter oh yes Mexico. yeah yeah i've got that I've um got, and mm. that was fun because again i didn't expect a whiskey from mexico they also did a liqueur yeah i've, I've pulled that one yeah out, yeah the yeah and that liqueur. whole they're really it's all about the corn mm. in both of those products mm. crying out to make an an old-fashioned yeah. using their liqueur their whiskey and I just it just made me smile yeah exactly about that. and it was a great whiskey yeah I yeah. love the corn liqueur even more so because it was so full of corn it was yellow it was bursting with golden goodness mm. so I I really like that so that's something that we've put to the side that we're going to play around with a little bit more so- I think in the next uh season we should make that old-fashioned. Yeah, with those two products. definitely, definitely. definitely. Yeah. Okay, um, the, the other whiskey I liked was something that we just sampled recently, which was the Dewar's Double Double range. So they've got in age date. That one is in age statement. So I think there was 12, 21 and 32 or yeah, something. Maybe. But really yeah. beautiful whiskies and lovely packaging in a very different way to woven whiskey. But at the end of the day products are amazing and, so. and also well, we tried all three mm. and it's amazing how many they, they all felt like they came from the, from same, the same family family yeah mm. but they all had really different characteristics mm. that you could enjoy and you know we had a lot of conversation about i like this one because but i also enjoy this one because mm. you know so it's worth exploring all of them if you can yeah exactly so that's whiskies unless you have any more no, on no. the whiskey front no um let's jump in another direction mm. uh I really enjoyed Old Duff Geneva. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'll hold my hand up and say I didn't know a lot about 
Is it Geneva or Geneva? I always never Which sure ever? about that one. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know enough enough about those things. But the founder, the the driving force behind it, Philip Duff, was very kindly took some time to explain mm. a little bit. And of that history does make a big it. difference, doesn't yeah. it? And and there are all sorts of arguments and counter arguments or what you know what came first you know did geneva lead to gin was it you know what happened in uk what happened in amsterdam in holland all that leaving all of that on one side he's produced two really great genevas genevas and i really enjoyed sampling them because they they were do you remember when we tried them on the podcast we both said you could just happily sit and sip these mm. they're very sippable but they lend themselves to lots and lots of cocktails yeah and they're very cleverly put together that way aren't yeah, they so yeah. they are for for bartenders and i'm and- never going to forget the fact that one of them in honor of phil is is served in a collins the phil collins yeah 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 it's not to love about that <laughs> as a name absolutely yeah. um on the gin sort of side of things i like the ford slow gin which yeah. is a, a yeah. new a new product that i still not sure if it's released in the uk yet but do keep your eyes peeled for it because that's a beautiful yes. slow gin very bursting with goodness so that's one for all gin and slow gin fans alike. Uh, one I've picked out, and I, I, I will look to you as I always do for my pronunciation. Oh, please. Uh, <laughs> uh, the reason for that is that I, you, I remember you picking this out really early in the year. Was it small or small? Oh, yeah, small. Small, small. Small. Because I say that because it's one L, not two. Yes. But the reason I picked that out was I remember we had a very interesting, well, I found it interesting, conversation about, because it's a a kind of gin, but produced at a much lower ABV. Yes. And the idea being that you can have all the flavour, the botanicals of gin, but a lower ABV. Mm, and the very reason, clever idea. Yeah, very clever. And I think the reason I, the, the, the reason I have picked this out is, I wonder if we are going to see more experiments in that kind of direction oh, because people sure. are drinking lower ABV occasionally. Yeah. Not, I think it's not just about non-alcoholic anymore. I think the lower ABV is really appealing. Mm. So you still get great drink experiences but reduced. Mm. So whether that's drinking more highballs or whatever – or are we going to see more products like this that try to take the characteristics of a Well, this is category? what's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm I think this is where that. the creativity comes in because once you have got these categories that people are really interested in and, and the numbers don't lie, there's a huge amount of people going for low and no product categories. Yeah. So now you're going to see much more. Well, we've seen it already in the, the non-ALK space, but I think... As you said, I think that the low ABV category is a really fantastic category waiting to be taken even further, yeah, actually. I'm and excited about that. Yeah, I think exactly. it would be a really great area to yeah. explore. And you're right. It's really good that you picked out that small because I think that that is a really clever way of doing it. And we'll see what happens with other people yeah. in that category. So, Absolutely. yeah, there's that. I'm picking out also... A product from Capriolis Distillery, which they did those beautiful eau de vies that um, they produced on the farm. Um, mm-hmm. I just thought they were amazing. The packaging is great. The products are wonderful. And they are created with so much love and passion that you cannot fail to be impressed by the whole operation and, and the way that they do things. So that's one that is, yeah, my real 
love affair this year, <laughs> I think, is, is with them. Do and, you have uh, any others? Yeah, just uh, one or two other things that spring to mind. Again, I'm picking this out, not just because of it being great in its own right, but again, a bit like my previous choice of what it represents. Mm. I've gone for empirical spirit, oh, yes. but the the premix can. Mm. So, but why I'm picking that is, again, I think it's something that's interesting of not just having here is a whiskey drink or a gin drink or whatever, but just coming up with interesting Flavors. spirits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, they've got an ABV, they've got alcohol, but they're they're sort of stepping outside of the categories. And I think we might see. Well, I'm not saying might we will definitely see more see more of that. I mm. think. Yeah, they're very clever, and it is all about flavour. Um, and and sticking with the can side of things because. Again, this is something that we've seen a huge growth in and also respect for, you know, the the way that people are putting canned cocktails or pre-batched cocktails together. And and particularly in the bartending space, I think that it's really been lovely having bartenders come up with their own versions of, of drinks. And one of the ones is that I've always loved is white box drinks because I think that they create banging flavours and they are things that if if you did a blindfolded test you would never know that it came from a can no, rather than from behind no. the bar and they've got a new one I've loved their um their pocket negronis and also their pocket martinis which are beautiful but this year they've come out with um the pocket cosmo which is also delicious yeah yeah and it it feels it's not as berry heavy as some of the other cosmos that you might find in a bar but on taste, it is fantastic. So that's a lovely canned cocktail. Yeah. That also, I on love. that point as well, I think what's fantastic about that is rather in the same way, if people, people had said, I don't know, five years ago, you'd have wine in cans, mm. that people would have sneered mm. and we've t- tasted some good wines in cans. But then cocktails, yeah. classic cocktails in cans, people would have gone, what are yeah, you yeah, talking yeah. about? Or they would have thought, but, yeah, okay, yeah. they're just going to be sugary, are, they're going to be whatever, but these yeah. are fantastic. They, that, I remember that martini was mm. so good. And, you know, whether you just want them in the fridge because you don't want to mix one or you want to take someone on a picnic or whatever, yeah. great. They're really, really good. Um, and then back to the low and no, there was a lovely um, – Savills, um, non-alk bottled cocktails, which I really like. They're really nicely packaged, but the taste is really good as well. So there's a lot going on, as you were saying before, about the low ABV space, but also in the non-alk space, you know, we're getting much better flavors and and also much better products i think there was a point where everyone was just rushing to do non-alc because yeah. they could see that it was a a money spinner yeah, let's be honest but now i think there's a lot more products that are coming through that have been had the time for the proper r&d yeah and they're going for taste so that's one that i love Okay, so that was our pick of products. And before we get on to, we've got some launches and events or just moments that we've loved this year. But I just wanted to highlight just a couple, just a few people. I mean, there's loads of people, including all of the people that have been on our podcast this year. And, you know, all of the people that we've come into contact with that inspire us all the time. But just a few that I wanted to pick out. First, we have Simona Caporale and Mark Alvarez, and they're at Sips in Barcelona. But 
they're always doing fantastic things. They're the ultimate host. They're they're just fantastic with with their bath. But what I love about what they've done this year, they've opened up SIPs and they're creating a new space at the back called Essencia, mm-hmm. where they're going to give you this real cocktail experience, so cocktail mm. courses almost um, of one flavor. So you may get a journey of a coffee journey yeah. or a tomato journey, but it will be four different sample sizes of different twists on that particular ingredient. That's interesting as well, because I remember Simone talking, I don't know, I'm going back, what, four or five years, where that was something he was really, I could almost say, obsessed with, that mm. idea of how you explore the, the opportunities, nuances mm. of one yes. product yes. or one ingredient, yes. I should say. say. Um, so I'd be really intrigued to see oh, what Oh, it was great. We just that, had a tiny little um, taster of it. it. I'm not sure if it's opened properly yet, but it is in development and it looks great. It's sort of in keeping what they were doing at the front of SIPs, but this is now the extension through to the back. You walk through the centre of the bar to your station, and it will all be seated, you know, timed experiences. So you can't just pop in. You have to book them, but that's great. So that's the new thing that they're doing. But they've also cleverly taken on one of the oldest bars in Barcelona, 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 (laughs) (laughs) Um, Boadas. So they've taken that over. And I just think that, you know, those guys are just on fire. So that's great. Also, can I just add on that? Mm. I think um, that is such a, uh, you know, it's an overused word. It's an iconic bar. Mm. It's been there, I think, is it since the 30s, 1930s, yeah, something, something like that. Yeah. And it was very family oriented until the late owner uh, passed away a few years ago. And it, when someone takes it over, you're going to be nervous, aren't you? Yes. And but also, think, they didn't want to just let somebody take it over. That, they well, wanted the it point to be the make, right you, people. You know, someone could just say, oh, that's good. Yeah, Let's yeah, have, yeah, yeah. have some of that. But I, I feel really reassured by those yeah, guys exactly. taking it I think it's in really good hands. It's amazing. So so that's great. So that's reason number two to go to Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Reason number three, um, the other person that I've got down on my list is Giacomo Giannotti, who's um, from Paradiso. Yes. And he is the winner of the World's 50 Best Bars this yes, year. Yes, indeed. Oh, well, he and the team. Yeah. And they're doing some great things. And, you know, Giacomo has worked so hard for this. You know, it's yeah. not an overnight success. No, no, he no. has worked relentlessly, I would say, for about the past five years or so to do this. He's also got this wonderful Paradiso lab project that they're doing. So, yeah, we just wanted to take a bit of time to congratulate him on on that. Um, Another person I have on my list is Drew Fleming. You may not have heard of him, Mm. but he's from the Isle of Man. And, you know, it's like bars in Isle of Man. You don't even think about that. No. But he beat off over 750 entries to become the winner of the first 50 Best Bars Blend Scholarship. And they had to come up with a, and develop an idea for a more hashtag future positive bar, okay, yeah. bar initiative. But as a winner, he wins a paid internship at the Connaught Bar 
in London and Cat and a Kitten in New York. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Can you imagine? But, you know, he's obviously that number of people. He's earned that. He's absolutely set. He's such an amazing guy. We did, we met him and and also the three finalists, all of them were worthy winners, in fact. And and they they had such a great camaraderie between them. And I think that whoever had won they would have supported each of them would have supported but he also gets a a year-long mentorship Mentorship, from the the blend as well and um you know it's just a a great thing so do expect to hear a lot from him drew fleming drew remember that name (laughs) exactly of course and then my other people that i just want to highlight again it's the schofield brothers which i'd mentioned before because i love the fact that they returned home to manchester having done amazing things around around the world world. Yeah, yeah exactly and they've returned to their home place they built schofield's bar now that they've partnered up with um, Gary Neville on the Stock Exchange Hotel, and they have got the Sterling Bar downstairs, which yeah. we, we've reviewed on this and podcast. We loved, yeah. But they've also, from February next year, they're going to be taking over the restaurant area in the rest in oh, we, the we better go in back the hotel. Again. Yeah, exactly. And it's called the Stock Market Grill. And I think that it's such a fantastic things so they're not just doing the bars they're taking on restaurants as well so i just want to big them up and congratulate them for all the hard work they're doing and also bringing people to manchester so that is incredible and can i just add one thing on the people front Mm. because every time i think about it it makes me smile on the podcast we've been really fortunate enough to have some amazing guests since we started and, Mm. and this year and by and large, they are bartenders and brilliant bartenders. So we've, as I say, we've been really honoured to have them. But we also stepped slightly outside that earlier this year, and we had um, John Nichol oh, yes, from yes. the American Bar. And just to remind everyone, he is the resident musician, piano player, present-day incarnation of the Rat Pack <laughs> um, at the centre of the American Bar. And we were fortunate enough to have him on talking about music and cocktails which go hand in hand so yeah as i say every time i remember that interview it makes me smile (laughs) okay so that's our people so do we want to go on to your moments from 2022 i've got so many um well i in again as i keep saying in no particular order Mm. i thought it was really interesting to meet well you met him even more than me but was jensen button oh yes yeah yeah you you actually what a lovely bloke he was what a lovely bloke (laughs) and so grounded you know when you meet someone that successful you know i'm not into formula one i hold my hand up but i do know that he will won the world championship Mm. a few years ago and you say, oh, my God, what's he going to be like? He just couldn't have been nicer. Mm. But anyway, the reason we... we I was going to say, did, it's not is, just about uh, who not, we met. We met a famous person. <laughs> uh, but he launched his whiskey yes. this year. His, well, his uh, kind of ambassador for Coach yeah. Built Whiskey. Yeah. But he's very involved in it and really excited about the category. And it was lovely to meet him and interview him. So we do have an interview with him on the podcast yeah. as well. One of my ones was the return of the events at the Clumsies. Oh, I know I, that I, you've got I, this I've on your it. list you as well. Right but it's mouth. so great. The, the Clumsies, we've been to, and this is in Athens, by the way, 
But how many have they had? Is yeah, it been this about is the fifth. The fifth one. Yeah. They always, you know, people do pop-ups and takeovers, but no one does them like the Clumsies. No. They get people from all over the world. They have amazing themes. And this year, do you want to yeah. talk about well, the one Well, yeah, they, they always take over a different venue mm. in Athens, of which there are some amazing buildings. They've done things in old hotels. They've done things on rooftops. This year, they took over an old municipal building with a grand marble staircase and all sorts. And within that, they invited, they called them legends, so legendary bars from all over the world. So we had uh, Claridge's Painter's Room mm-hmm. from London, the Long Bar from Singapore, La Trova from Miami, Schumann's and Jarretsitan Bar from Munich and Jazz in Jazz, which is an Athens bar, mm. all for one night only. Yeah, it was wonderful. And they replicated, they had these lovely rooms and areas which they replicated as the bars. And each of them served some signature drinks from their menus. And it was wonderful to to be there, as it was at the whole Athens bar show, which was a great, yeah, um, yeah. great event. Well, actually, year. just picking up, as you said earlier, it's just great to be traveling again. Mm. And we love Athens. And it was great to be back there, not only going for this amazing pop-up, but going back to places like the Clumsiest Bar, Baba Rum, and just experiencing that great city again. Mm. Um, one of my other uh, uh, favorite events this year was going to the Seychelles to, yeah. to meet the team at Takamaka and finding out about yeah. their rum, how they do everything, how the two brothers work together and, and create this fantastic product which we we didn't really know that much about and now we are little ambassadors i think that we've become just because we visited there and went to the distillery stayed in the family home and really got behind the roots of their wonderful rum so that was a wonderful way to start the year and i I would say this year rather yeah and i would say if you are fortunate enough to be in the seychelles or you decide to go there do make sure you go because the distillery there is very much open to yes. the public and it's not a dry experience, anything but. It's a really fun experience. Mm. They take you behind the scenes. They've, they're very environmentally conscious. So you will meet their two giant tortoises, <laughs> Taka, Taka and, and Maka, who are gorgeous. <laughs> and, you know, and you will share that passion. So we couldn't mm. recommend that enough. Okay. So your turn. One of the things I really enjoyed, again, we're fortunate enough to try a lot of great products. But the one that really stuck in my mind earlier this year, sadly before the Queen passed away, we got to taste Royal Salute always have done amazing blends over the years and they have a very big uh, association with sort of historical moments in the Royal Family. They did something called the Royal Salute Platinum Jubilee Edition. And it was a blend, if I recall correctly, of I think seven whiskies from now closed, defunct distilleries. So they ain't going to produce any more whiskey. And they've blended them. And we got to try that. And I thought that was a special moment for mm, me to try that was, whiskey. It was indeed. And speaking of um, special and crowns and jewels and queens, um, the wonderful event that we went to for the Beefeater Crown Jewel, which oh, we went to at yeah. the Tower of London. Yeah. And it was about the relaunch of one of our favourite gins and, and bartenders around the world, their favourite gins, Beefeater Crown Jewel, but in the Tower of London. So that was just amazing. And we got there just before they took the crown away that they're going to refit for King Charles's yeah, coronation next yeah. year. So, so that was great to see the crown jewels in situ. 
And my final choice, again, as I said before, I could go on and on, but my final choice is a very personal one. Our magazine, the Cocktail Lovers magazine, we did a little bit of a refresh, mm-hmm. if that's the word I want, at the beginning of the year. So we've now just produced the fourth issue this year in the new look. So I'm very excited and proud and of that. And proud, yeah. absolutely. And speaking of excited, proud and personal, we won two awards for our a podcast for this, this year. Podcast, yeah. um, one was in New Orleans at the Tales of the Cocktail, which we were fortunate enough to be there to collect our award in and person. That, that was the award for the Best Broadcast Podcast or Online Video Series. Yes, so we're really proud of that. Come on, high five. (laughs) Woo! Perfect. And we also won for the Best Podcast at the Publisher Podcast Awards. And that was for the Best Food and Drink Podcast. Yes, so Um, well done us, which is Yeah, we're really proud of that. Yes. A couple of highlights. I I must say that Italy featured very highly this year on our travels and and repertoire so we had the wonderful venice cocktail week which was fantastic visiting amazing venetian bars going seeing the wonderful gondolas and got to say a big shout out to paola mencorelli for putting it all together and she also did cortina cocktail weekend this year so she's a force of nature that is really making sure that all of it italy's bars are yes you know they're getting the recognition and actually the ones that are not quite there just pulling them up and getting them to be proud of what they do we also were fortunate enough to do the Four Seasons Firenze and the Roma Bar Show and to visit that wonderful villa Santoni, um, which we did with um, Simona and Luca, oh, where we gosh, went yeah. in the little vintage cars. What are those cars? Oh, oh it was I amazing. Don't know. Such a wonderful. <laughs> that was one of my highlights uh, of and the then year, actually. The sort of Simone's sort of cocktails in the countryside yeah it was just so beautiful really nicely put together spending time with the family again seeing how the product is made and just enjoying amazing hospitality and making you realize that what we do we're so fortunate to be in this industry where there's so much creativity joy partnerships and yeah passion as well so that is amongst my highlights of the year lots of them Mm. um anything else before we go uh should we have a little glance at next year yeah as we said i think at the top of the show this is our penultimate one so we've got one more uh in a couple of weeks time one more episode one more episode Mm. in season four four and we're looking ahead to season five so please if you've got ideas suggestions anything that you'd like us to talk about or think about or discuss please feel free to get in touch with us via our contact form on the cocktaillovers.com website. And uh, I think what I'm really looking forward to continuing this journey that we're on. Mm. So I think in 2023, I'm really looking forward to more travel, more events, more new menu launches. And I'm really looking forward to you and I sharing that with all our readers and listeners. Absolutely. And also, Lots more interviews from movers and shakers around the world. So we're really looking forward to tapping into them and hearing all of their fabulous thoughts and contributions. So thank you so much for listening to us and tuning in. And please do tell your friends. And we will be back with our last episode in a couple couple of weeks. Let's do a little toast. But until then, Happy New Year to everybody. And yeah, thank you for listening. Happy New Year. 
there's a brand new issue of the Cocktail Lovers magazine out now, and it's the celebration issue. Not just Christmas and New Year, but plenty of ideas for celebrations all year round, from fancy five-star to house parties, and plenty more, including the people, places and products that we think you'll love. You can pre-order your copy in glorious print or on digital now. And you can even set up a gift print subscription, complete with personalised message. For details, simply go to thecocktaillovers.com slash magazine.